on? Welcome back to the Close to Distinct Podcast. It's your boy DJ KO. I'm glad you guys tuned back into the show. It's a beautiful day, a beautiful weekend, a beautiful month. This is the first podcast. I'm sorry, the second podcast in the year. And you guys who've been coming on this journey with me, I appreciate you. I love you. I adore you. And uh, I like you to tell a friend to tell a friend so we can make this thing, this platform bigger. We try to get as many people on here as possible that's doing influential, influential things in the community. So if I haven't hit you back, be patient with me. I'm going to hit you back. Today, we guys, we have a special show for you guys. Today, we have a sister. You've probably seen a sister before. You know, uh, she uh, either she's speaking either she's speaking in tongues somewhere or she's doing some other things, you know, that uh, that's in the name of the Lord. The Lord. Uh, the Lord. But you've probably seen this individual on Fox 26, uh, NBC, CBS. Yeah, she's big time. I'm, I'm going to say big time. You know, we're going to speak that, right? Yes, right? yes. She's an author. You know, she's a podcaster. She's a radio personality. And today, she's our special guest for the, door, for the show. Everybody, I'd like you to welcome to the show, Miss Charlie Marco. How you doing, Charlie? Listen, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New, New Year. Year to you. Same me. New Year, same me, though. Okay. <laughs> you so, know, I, I can't stand that. New Year, new me. No, it's not. New Year, same me. Same you. Bigger energy. What was your resolution? Um, To have more magical moments. Mm, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I need to use that one. More <laughs> magical moments. Hold yeah, up. Shout out to, shout out to uh, more magical moments. <laughs> so what is a, what you think? What is a magical moment? What is that? You know, we sometimes don't pat our own selves on the back, right? Okay. A win is a win. Yes. You know, so we kind of like judge our wins. It was a small win. It was a big win. But it's magical. Mm. It was something that you did. So just have more magical moments and cheer for yourself while you're in that moment. That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. So look, Charlie, look, before we get started, I want the people to know exactly where you're from. Oh, I just like to say I'm a Texas girl. Okay. Round away girl. Oh, Born in Ron, Austin, uh, raised in Ron Dallas. Wait, hold on. You can't say Ron Away. Hold on now. That's a different, a different definition over there. In an urban community, around the way, girl. I am an all-over Texas girl. Okay. So I was born in Austin, raised in Dallas, living in Houston for the last 20-something plus years. Oh, where are you Houstonian? Yeah, I'm a Houstonian. You're Houstonian. And I play Houston, Texas, and my baby graduated from a Houston school. So oh, okay, shout I out. Well, shout out to that. Shout out to all the Houstonians. Shout out to everybody that's in Houston. You know what I'm saying? You're up in the city, you're up in the hood. So before we get started, I know uh, before we even get into the books and being an author and everything like that, I want to talk about first going into the new year and being a black woman for the empowerment of a black woman. What are some things you think uh, that's going to empower you this year? Like you you said it earlier, magical moments. What magical empowerment you think you're going to experience this year? Man, so... Magical, I, I I feel my book taking off to okay. the next level. Okay. That is one thing that I am empowering myself to do because empowerment starts within. Yes. Um, I want to speak words of positivity to myself because it starts with you. Yes. Power, life, and death lays in the tongue. Okay, all right. And so I want to make sure that I'm speaking those words to push me to the next level. Some days you don't have enough gas in your tank to go. But if you stand in that mirror and say, girl, get yourself together. Mm. Let's push ourselves to the next level. Like, you won't get out there if you don't put yourself out there. It's not anybody else's job. Oftentimes, we look at other people to make it happen. But making it happen starts with you. You have to make the first step. 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, you preaching early now. I ain't, I didn't expect you to start getting so deep early in the in the, in the podcast, but that's dope. So in saying that, uh, I know you, you, I noticed that you you have this this term that you like to talk about self love. Yes. Uh, what? Why is self love so important? Well, first of all, what is self love to you, definition wise, and why is it so important? Self love means taking time for yourself. Okay. And whatever that looks like. So if it doesn't serve me purpose, I don't need it. Okay. Um, how did I get there? Oh, I remember a time in my life where I didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I mattered. I didn't think nobody cared. I didn't think nobody gave a damn about me. So I did any and everything other than put myself first. Okay. And when you get to that point where you get tired of your narrative being the same, that's when you start making something okay. pop and shake. So basically you're saying uh, through enduring hard times mm. that uh, I guess you want to say it, it molded you into something else. So in in, in, in an analogy that uh, caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Yes. Okay. I'm a single mom early. Okay. Divorcee early. Marriage didn't last but two minutes. Dang. Right? Two minutes. Two? two. All a- of two. The <laughs> debt lasted longer than the marriage. You hear me? Okay? The debt. I was still paying for a dress and the marriage was over. Come on, shout out to the two-minute wedding. <laughs> two-minute wedding. Hey, listen. You know, but even I even look back at that. I didn't think that I was deserving. Okay. I thought God had forgot about me. Okay. And so I needed to jump in instead of like trusting his plan and just continuing to work on me while God was molding that perfect man for me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so it's just all of my pain, all of my hardships, all of my heartaches, all of the hard times molded the woman that you see before you today. And it was because I had to do the work. I'm right. like Ayanna Van Zandt. Had to do the work. Oh yeah, absolutely. Beloved, that's you have to do that that's work. That's the first thing. It's like, okay, we're gonna do the work. <laughs> gotta do that work, I'm, man. They call it unpacking and counseling. You gotta unpack all that stuff. Come on, unpack it. You gotta unpack it, baby. Your luggage, honey. <laughs> yeah, unpack. Look, so it's a song that Erica Badu had uh, a couple of years ago. It came out probably in early nineties, mid nineties. Uh, the title of it was called Bag Lady. Mm. Bag Lady, don't you miss your bus? Because you're gonna if you if you got all those bags like that, you're gonna miss your bus. Basically, baggage, you know, baggage in life. So that song always stuck with me. Uh, let's talk about uh, by you not having that self love, like you say you talked about. Was there any influential individuals around you, like other women that felt the same way, or did you have anybody that uh, like a spiritual leader or a mentor or a teacher or a counselor, somebody in your life that said, okay, look, Charlie, you're not going to go this way. You're going to go in this direction. Basically, did they speak life into you? Yes. Okay. It is so important that you get a mentor in your life. Someone that sees great in you when you don't see it in yourself. Mm, Okay. And I had a mentor that lived in Atlanta. We met at an event. You don't think that these things really matter when you're there, but some people remember you. Mm -hmm. And women that have gone through those transactional (laughs) analysis can see when you're going through it as well. Took me under her wing, helped me publish my first book, and she's still my mentor to this day. Okay. 
And when I feel like I'm on a slippery slope, because sometimes I might step on a banana peel. Right. She's right there to okay. pull me up and tell me, you know, you know, that's not good for you. Right. And we all need that friend in our corner to pull our coattail and say, say, you know, that's not good. You've graduated mm -hmm. from that place. Why go back there? Right. But, you know, that's important, though. Uh, mentor, because one thing in our community, I, and I can't speak too much about black women, but I know a lot of black men, we don't have mentors. One, we wasn't taught to have mentors. Two, we wasn't taught to open up. Right. Because yeah. the first thing having a mentor now, I have a couple of mentors, but uh, but I'm vulnerable with self. First of all, I know how to open up to myself first before I open up to anybody else. Mm -hmm. A lot of black men can't do that. All they don't know how to do that. You know, what I mean, like like you said earlier, Yolanda Van Zandt, she when she has have these people on the first thing she tell them, like, baby, you got to admit what you got going on in order for us to resolve whatever you got going on. Listen. You got to tell the truth with yourself first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell the truth with yourself first. If this ain't working, you know it ain't working before everybody else know it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You have to be truthful with yourself and walk into your, my mother said this all the time, walk into your own truth. Walk into your own truth, Charlie. Ooh, that's, that's good. hard. Yeah, it is. That's hard to walk in your own and truth. And when you really see yourself in that mirror, Ooh. that's tough. That why that's why another we going back to Yolanda. She said before we even do these sessions, I want you to take all that makeup off. I want you to get bare bone naked, not naked for us, you know. Uh, look, I know what you mean. Get vulnerable. That's right. Get vulnerable. Yeah. Open up because we need to get down to the nitty gritty. You know, it's hard for people to be vulnerable. That's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable. I mean, you know what? That that should be a podcast about yeah, right vulnerability. Now, yeah. I was vulnerable. Yeah, just, that's hard being vulnerable. Yeah. Because you think people are going to take your words and use them against you later. Correct. But listen, I don't give a shit <laughs> if you use it on me later. I, I, I'm okay. Because, that, again, that's I've come to grips with who I am. Right. I've done the work. Yes. I love myself. But see, if you're a good person, you know how to spin it. Yes, I might have been down in the dump. Yeah. But look at me today. <laughs> That's right. You see? All right. I, like, I feel the energy up there. Shout out to the energy. We got the energy in the, in the, in the podcast over here. So, look, I know you mentioned something earlier about you being an author, right? Yes. First of all, that is not an easy task to take, especially if you, your mother, you say you was a two-second husband, two-second wife, <laughs> two-second wife. Uh, you got to juggle all these things going on. You have, like you said earlier, you have these self-love issues going on at the same time. And you became an author. So how did that take place? I've been a writer as long as I can remember. Okay. Since the fourth grade. I remember being in a competition about the most influential woman in our life. In the mm. fourth grade, 1989. Mm. Governor Clements. I still have it in my garage. She was black, wasn't she? Huh? No, no, that's Ann Richards. Oh, okay. Somebody <laughs> from Texas, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Forgive me, y'all. See, you, that's when we used to learn Texas history. I'm sorry. I, I received an award, and that happened in the fourth grade. But what I noticed that loose leaf sheets never judged me. Mm. Once I got that pen and paper, I was able to pour. You know, Black parents back in the day, these parents, you know, we we kind of parent differently yes. than our parents parent yeah, yeah. us, you know. Yeah. And so it was like children shouldn't be seen nor heard. So I couldn't really voice how I felt or my opinion. But that loose leaf sheet never judged me. It accepted everything. I could pour out until my heart was 
tired. Mm -hmm. And so I would turn that into things. And that's what happened. I started journaling while I was going through that divorce because I didn't like the way it ended. Okay. You, you know, when we write our narratives, right? And so my narrative in my head didn't match my reality. And so I started journaling and my mentor said, this should be a book. Mm. And she helped me. That's why mentor is so important. So that's more of a that's more of a gift. Versus, I know I know a lot of people journal, but in journaling and writing a book, it's two different things. Because journaling, well, it's kind of the same, but at the same time, you have to be kind of crafty and artful in writing. Yes, you do. Because it can't just be pure honesty. <laughs> it, it, it'd be a good one. It'd be a good book like uh that Karen Stephens book. That's a good book. You know, it's real life, but. That's not everybody's story like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, you must have a skill. Like, that must have been a gift that you presented because everybody don't have that gift to write. So uh, one thing I always ask people when they say, I want to become an author, one thing I always ask them, do you, do you just write in general? Okay. And they say no. So you just really want a book out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See the difference? Right, right. An uh, author is someone, they do it in season. And out of season, you know, it's an overflow of thoughts and ideas of creativity. Correct. It's a creative space. Right. You know, I'm like Erica Badu. I'm an artist and I'm very sensitive about my shit. Okay. You know, where a person that just, they'll just do this one book and just, bam. Leave it alone. I, yeah, it, I wrote a book. I, I, wrote I accomplished a book that. Yeah. I, I accomplished that. Yeah. But when you are really wanting to hone this craft, you get in it, you go to classes, you, you know, find other mentors in the game, you study your craft. It's like football. Mm -hmm. You study it. Yeah. You, you study the play, like the next move. What is the new digital platform? Which way are people going today? Mm -hmm. So it, it looks different. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about this. That's good because you're giving us some good information, especially some in, some young people or some older people that been wanting to write for a long time, but they never had the motivation to do it. And they probably have a gift to do it, mm -hmm. but they don't have, like you said, they don't have the motivation or they don't have the extra push behind somebody to help them out with that. So uh, hopefully this helps somebody out. But let's get into some of these books because one of these books that I'm. Uh, <laughs> So I'm gonna tell y'all a quick story. So when I met Charlie, she had a book in her hand, right? And I was like, I thought she was, just, you know, some people walk around with these books and and uh, <laughs> just because they, you know, self help books, and she just wanted to read it. But there was a book that she wrote, and the title, like, it caught my attention. So the title is called "Dick and a Headache," right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's all it is—a <laughs> dick and a headache. Sometimes that's all it is. So, so I want to jump into that right quick. <laughs> dick and a headache. What 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 does that mean? So, dick and a headache. <laughs> One of my babies that was birthed through the pandemic. Okay. Um so if you read the book, you'll notice that it's not even a sex scene. The main character name is Richard. Okay. Where do they call Richard in a corporate America setting? Dick. Okay. Richard leaves his job. He's the main character's husband mm -hmm. to pursue his life and passion, and it just just down with spiral from there. And so, you know, because sometimes we get in these relationships. Yeah, I already know what you're talking about. Go ahead, talk about it. <laughs> and we shellac over it. We make excuses for it. Yeah. We glass over the truths. We don't acknowledge. Why is that? 
<laughs> Why is it? <laughs> Some of us just want to be married for the sake to say we are married. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Let me walk in my truth. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk I was about 30. It. I felt like God had forgot about me. Okay. God, did you? Hello. Hello. Is this mic on? Hello. Hello. God. Is this mic on? Because everybody else, it seemed cool to say, my husband. Yes, right. Seemed like everybody was getting married but me. Mm-hmm. And when we orchestrated, and not wait for the creator to orchestrate it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't go, go, don't go there. <laughs> what my argument is saying? <laughs> Boom. Dick in a headache. <laughs> Dick in a headache. See, from the title, I always thought, you know, because some rappers say, I think Kanye, Kanye was one of the major rappers said it. He had a monologue on one of his albums. And it was like, good dick would do that. Well, mess your whole life. <laughs> Well, well, it will mess up your whole life, and you will forget about everything. Reality, yeah, like real tea. Like you know what I mean? Like you will forget about. You will like the red flag that said, "Woohoo!" Right? Woohoo! Why why is that? Why is it? I don't know. So the thing is, let me tell you this. Can I be honest? Go ahead. Go ahead. Not all dick is created equal. Ah! This is not the United States. So one justice for all. It's not all created equal. Dick is not created equal. Y'all. Not all is created equal. That's good though, but that's real. You know what? That's real because I had a conversation about this not too long ago with some friends, and I was telling it was some young ladies, and it was telling me that you know they wanted this, they wanted that, they were single, mm-hmm. and I told them I said, look, if a man has you know a good package and he he presented it well, basically I'm trying to be you know I'm trying to be uh you know um, clean. But if you got good dick, basically, he could do whatever he want to do. And you're not going to do nothing about it. And it's like, no, it ain't no what I'm saying. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Y'all see Derek Jackson, but I'm just saying. That's you another, see Derek Jackson. <laughs> that's another story in the And hold him. Hey, my wife. And she's just sitting there quiet. Just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you become a person that you are not used to looking at in the mirror. When it when it, when it it digmatizes you. Mm, digmatizes. And to Ooh. come up out of that place. It's almost like prayer and supplication. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lord, please, it's me coming to you. Knee bent by the bow. Oh. Help me shake it, Lord. So, look, that's, but that's good, though. That's good. Look. <laughs> so, I, I see. <laughs> we could talk about that one all day. <laughs> prayer. Shout out to the prayer and supplication, Listen. Y'all. Prayer and supplication. Listen. Big Big Listen, it's nothing too hard for had to go to him and said, I Lord, I need to get up out this situation. Mm. It's not good. It doesn't serve me a purpose. <laughs> it doesn't fulfill my purpose. So is it fair to say some people get addicted? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, shout out to being addicted. You, know what I'm Ooh, yeah, yeah. you know, like you, you let me tell you something. Jasmine Sullivan said this. Listen. I bust your windows out your car. I was going to say that. And you wonder, like, how you get. And it's like, and you're like, what do they do for you? And when you start really analyzing, like, what that relationship does for you, you start removing things. Yeah, yeah. It, it usually boils down to, to that. that. It does. Just to that. But I'm glad you. I'm glad a woman said that because a lot of women would say, I would never go there. I would never go that route. That I never would never say what I never would do. That's And that's real. I never will say what I never will do. That's, I said I was <laughs> when I was in high school, I would never have a baby out of wedlock. And that's what 
That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I I said a whole lot of things that I would never. You don't know where this road or this journey would take you in life. Right. And so, you know, <laughs> don't say never. Never say never. Never say never. That's real. That's Just real. be prepared when the journey comes so, and then find joy in the journey. So let's let's uh, uh, fast forward. I know you have another book here that uh, you just actually just finished. I did. You just finished. And uh, we're going to go in detail. But actually, the actual name of the book is called My Cool Crown. Yes. And I want you to talk about what, what does My Cool Crown. First of all, what is it and what does it mean? So My Cool Crown is a self-empowerment book for little girls. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my baby. Um, this book was written because I was a uh, entrepreneur, you know, education, education entrepreneur yeah. uh, within the public school system, and little girls need to know how powerful their crown is. This is the crown that you cannot put down. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we don't empower our daughters, our nieces, our goddaughters, and tell them how beautiful they are, that's when they start searching under those rocks. That's when the lack of self-love becomes present. And so I wrote this book because I would see how little girls who moms and take that time out to groom them. You know, studies show when a kid feels good, looks good, they perform better. Yeah. Um hell that's me. With my hair right. That's everybody. You know, that's everybody, right? And so you don't know how much um you're more than just a teacher when you're in these buildings. You are a mentor, a mom, mm-hmm. an auntie. You are more than just uh, that teacher. You are an empowerment coach. Mm-hmm. You are the coach. Yeah. You become a life coach. And I will see how these little girls will put their hoodies on their head, not want to step in. And for that teacher that says, I don't comb hair, I don't touch them, it shows. Mm-hmm. When they know that you take that time out for them, they make that time for you. So let me ask you this, my crown, my cool crown. So the crown is resembling the hair, correct? Yes, Lord. So I know it's uh, specified on black little girls, correct? Yes, so I'm not little girls. Uh, people of color, mm-hmm. let's say that, people of color. So <clears throat> far as what does that mean when, when little black girls see that their hair is cool? Because I know a lot of, like we talked about earlier, a lot of young women don't honor their hair or they don't respect their hair. So could you talk about a little about a little bit about that? Sure. So one thing is that a little girl needs to see that image put before mm-hmm. her. Right? My mother, shout out to my mom, shout out to my grandmother. They, they shout, took, to, shout out to mom. Shout out to my mother. All the beautiful black women. Shout out to everybody. Yeah. My mother and my grandmothers, both of them, Lord rest both of their souls. But my dad's mom was a beauty operator. I mean, she owned her own beauty shop. Okay. So I knew how to comb hair at a very early age. But it's important that the generation, so that's biblical too, Titus women, give back. You have to turn around yeah, yeah. and give back and empower these little girls to be the woman that, that they're going to be. Right. And so this book is an empowerment piece to teach them, yes, this is you as a little girl, but a little empowered girl turns out to be a game changer as a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she's inspired. That's real. Yeah, it real. is. It, real. I, I, I can go back and think about my teachers at my elementary years. 
who actually poured into me mm -hmm. and took that time and saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Right. And so I want to be that. I want to leave that impression. So, you know, it's funny. Uh, I had this conversation with, uh, with a guy. I think this was probably mid-section of last year. And we kind of similar had that conversation. We talk about all we knew our, all our ex teachers' names mm -hmm. because even though you know their their passion, their vision was to teach the next generation, even though it was strict as hell, you know. And they, that's back. But then. you know why they were strict though? Yeah, because they wanted you to succeed. They wanted you to succeed. And, yeah. so, so let me tell you something: discipline and learning are hand in hand. Mm -hmm. If they are not together, if the discipline is absent. Learning can't happen. Right. You know, and that's so real. that's real. I, that's real. Yeah, you yeah. think about it, those teachers that you could name, they might have been hard on you, but didn't you learn? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and don't you remember them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I could go back to them, the ones that are still living. I could still go back to them to this day and still get, you know, an encouraging word or, you know, you made it. You know, of course, they all gonna say the same thing. Well, I never think you, I didn't think you was gonna make it like this, but because <laughs> you was, a, you was, and they still remember you. 30, 40 years later, they still remember you, but that's important, I think, and I think with this generation of kids learning, even though these kids are real smart and they have the handheld devices, internet, stuff like that to activate, to get information, but it's nothing like that one person is pouring into you, discipline and not giving up. I think that's why a lot of people in our generation work, they are teachers, and they sometimes they want to quit, and they like, you know, I'm going to do it because somebody did it for me. Mm -hmm. But me, I, was, I taught for like four years. I said, hell, and I'm out of here. <laughs> See you. <laughs> <Woo. Yeah. laughs> so my cool crown. So so when, when is this a book is for, is it before, for young women? Is it for adolescents? Is it for babies? Is it for adults? Who is it for? So I've had people buy this book for as young as a one-year-old. Okay. And I've had adult women to tell me that they love this book. Mm. And let me tell you why. One person is interracial. Their mother is Caucasian. Okay. Father is African. And their mother said, I wish something like this was out when you were little. Because they didn't know how to empower or inspire their child. Mm. Because your hair doesn't look like mine. Correct, correct. And so from little to old, you know, everybody gets something out of it. Yeah. I talk, give a little history. I even talk about the Crown Act. That mm. you know that we're trying to graciously yeah. get past, yeah. so there won't be discrimination against our children because of their hair, because they wear dreads, or because they wear big, kinky hair, you know, and kinky hair. Yeah. You know, like it is the crown that we cannot put down, and this is what we're born with. This is African royalty, right here, baby. Absolutely, that's real. You know what I mean? Like, that's real. And then you know, we teaching we teaching beauty too. Yeah. So because a lot of people don't think that's beauty, even though one of my friends told me this. She said. <laughs> And I'm not going to say her name, but she said this. She said, you know one reason why white people want to touch a lot of black women's hair? Because they trying to get their power. I was, mm. like, I was like, I never thought about that. She said, the reason why they always reach out to your hair because they need some of your power. So they, they you know, like Samson had his power in his hair. It, it was his hair. I said, I never thought about that. He had, they got power in their hair. I said, wow. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's beautiful. We are powerful people. Yes. And that's something. So a boy's book is coming out later on this okay. year for the little boys, my cool hoodie. Right. But 
I want to educate these children on the power that is naturally in your DNA, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, yeah. You, we are overcomers. Yes. We are victorious. We are victorious when they even hold us down. That's right. The victory is already mine. All right. I just got to activate it. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And so if you have an educator or an entrepreneur or an author who loves teaching, who loves history, who loves her people, I'm putting it all together. Yeah. Like, let's, let's get this thing. Where you get these ideas from? Working in these communities, I only, when I was an educator, only worked in marginalized communities. What okay. does that mean? 90% of the children are on free or reduced lunch. Right. And so their moms, let's be honest, everybody out here trying to get it. Yeah. And sometimes in the process of getting it, we drop the ball. And so it's not that I'm picking up the ball, but I'm helping you carry it. Okay. I don't want that baby to feel like nobody cares. Or nobody. That was, that's going to be my next question. I'm like, why do you care? I, I care because somebody made me. Let's say I'm going to cry. I care because somebody somebody cared for me. Mm-hmm. And her name was Evelyn Foreman. That was my third grade teacher. Like you said, that teacher name that you remember. Yeah. I remember Evelyn Foreman mm-hmm. because she cared. And then I had the school librarian, Miss Boykin. She knew that I had a voice because I was outspoken. I didn't care. Call me snitch. You know, <laughs> you know, snitches get snitch. Let me see. Let me see if I'm going to get a snitch. You I'm know? telling. Yeah, man. you know. And so she put me on this black history um, contest called the oratorical contest. And the very first year they put me in, I lost. Okay. But I didn't like the way that felt. I didn't. Okay. And I studied it again. And it was Miss Boykins and Miss Foreman that said, you have it. And I didn't know what it meant, but they kept saying, you have it. Mm. And so it's a teacher that told me that I have it. And if you tell, if, if a teacher tell you have it, you hone on that it. That's right. You make that it better and run with that it. So in that, they speaking to you. One, that's, first of all, it's so many, so many components in that. So one, they saw it. Two, they had the vision. Three, they spoke to you because mm-hmm. they saw it, right? Because... Yes. And then they help you get to that point to where that it was. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all the key components we need to be successful. Yeah. You know, first somebody got to have that vision. Then they help you. They help you create it. Then they see that you got it. And then they help you get to that destination. Get to that destination. Yeah. So that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So where can they find these uh these books? And I know you have a, a hundred of them. So where, where can they find them? <laughs> Listen, sometimes I'm like Master P, I slang them out my trunk. Okay, I got but you. But I'm trying to get more professional as time goes on. Okay. So all of these books are available. Can I get this? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All of these books are available on Amazon. Okay. And if you type it in, it'll pop up. And this one, for your techie moms that want to put it in the car on their device, this one is also an ebook. Okay. So oh, that's dope. You can't can't lose. Oh, that's dope. I like that. Okay. So before we get out of here, I want to know what's your vision going forward uh, in being an author. So my vision is to take this to the next level. Okay. Once I create the boys' book, I'm gonna have a total package. But I want to write S E L lessons. Look at me acting like Joseph, telling my dream out loud. Yeah. Right? But I want to write S E L lessons, social and emotional. Uh, lessons yeah. to go along with these because with those children being at home for two years, they lost some skills. A lot. They lost some skills. Yeah. That that critical thinking, mm-hmm. that 
you know, that conflict resolution, yep. those things that really matter, that actually makes you a successful adult. Mm -hmm. So I want to package this and start selling it to school districts and uh, different organizations for children so they can be empowered and be inspired. And then after that, I want to sell this book to like Simon & Schultz or like a big publishing okay. house. So this can even be all over the global. Yeah, yeah. I want it to be global. This message is global. Uh, when I met with some people today, they said, have you thought about this community? Have you? I have been like laser focused, mm -hmm. right? And just black. But they, they just opened my eyes. Like, have you thought about the kids that are adopted by white families? Right. Have you thought about the, you know, like, whoa. You know, big, and so that's it's why it's, and I want to grow that team moving forward for 2023 because other people, sometimes we think we're the one with the booger with the sugar, you know, but it's other people that have some inspiring ideas as well. So I want to grow my team as yeah. well in 2023. And, that's, and, and you know what? That's beautiful because, uh, one, I see that by you going into this journey, is opening other doors that you would have never saw. Never. But that's the beauty about how God put you through something, and it takes you through that to get to this point. You don't know the path, but it's like, okay, I had to go through that to get to this. I had to learn that lesson to get to this point. And now that lesson that I had to learn is effective for where I am now. It's effective. So that's the beauty part. Yeah. That's beautiful. So we about to get out of here, but what I'm going to do is one more time before we get out of here, I need you to give the people the names of the books okay. and where to find the actual books and where can they find you on social media because I'm pretty sure not just the books they want to talk to you because I see that you're you're a uh, motivational speaker too you know what I'm saying she's a preacher slash uh uh, uh, uh what is that a corner preacher you know what I'm saying she can be listen <laughs> I'm a sinner saved by grace okay and, and that's one thing I you know um you're making fun, but some people have called me that, you know, because I do love God. Yeah. In, in, in the midst of my sin and a part of my sin, he still loves me. That's right. And so I am a voice for him, you know, because he told us, go ye therefore, baptize and teach in all nations, right? And so you got to be. You got to go ahead and tell him about him. <laughs> but more importantly, I use my life as a testimony. I've been down and out. I've been low. I've been, I've been in the trenches, but mm -hmm. more importantly, he's always got me up. Right. So with, with the light that you see in me, it ain't me. Mm, it ain't, like it ain't never me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it could have been me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but look, what can, what can you find in books? So I'm Charlie Marcole, everybody. You can find me on all social media platforms at Charlie Marcole, C-H-A-R-L-I-E-M-A-R-C-O-L. The books, both of these, can be found on Amazon. Mm -hmm. I want you to go to your Amazon search engine, type in My Cool Crown. You will see it, and you can type in my uh, title, Dick and a Headache. Sometimes it's all it is, and there you have it, and you will be able to get them. And I will love your support. Let's support each other just like we support these celebrities in 2023. Let's help each other win and grow. So the beauty about the podcast is, we have the manifestations on this show. Every time somebody comes on and speaks, something happens. Mm. And, it happens and it happens fast because that's the power that, that's invested in us over here. So whatever you speak right here is going to happen at the end of, by the end of the year. Let's, let's go, Lord. What you got? What you got? Just speak something quick. Go, you got to speak something. Now it's going to come to fruition. Now you got to be prepared for it. Let me tell you. 
I want my name okay. to be spoken in rooms on a positive note that will open the door to let this go to major levels. There it is. And even dick in a headache, I want a Netflix. Ooh. I want a Netflix deal. Okay. Because this has a sorority component. You got to get this one. It's juicy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's a novella, so it's a quick read. Mm-hmm. But I, I want a Netflix deal with this. You're going, see, no, you're going to get a Netflix I'm going, deal. I'm going to get a Netflix deal with this. There it is. See, see, we just smoked this thing. Now, y'all know how we do testimonials on here and how, like, man, he did say that last year. It happened. So, look, guys, look. I know we could be in this thing all day, you know, drinking wine and talking about dick and a headache and talking about my crown. It's cool and everything. I love that because I love black business. But make sure you go support Charlie because it's a beautiful book. And uh, we all support each other for 2023 and beyond. Uh, for everybody who tuned in, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. This is your boy, DJ KO. I love you guys and you can't do nothing about it. Peace out.